We're going to tell you how you can get to 1 million Marriott points in one year. Hello, hello. Welcome back to episode two of The Daily Drop Podcast. Today, we are going to tell you how to earn 1 million Marriott Bonvoy points and why you should. Uh, we're going to cover a couple other things. We'll tell you what we're up to in the world and uh, talk about some status matches for all of you salty Delta flyers and finish off the episode by answering a question from one of you. So yeah, it's going to be an exciting time, right, Megan? It's always an exciting time around <laughs> here. I feel like every episode I'm going to be like, this is my favorite episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We like to have fun. So, uh, And if you're having fun, make sure you tell us by leaving us a review, uh, leaving some feedback, liking this on the YouTube and uh, all of all of the normal stuff you do when you like a piece of content. So thank you in advance for that. Woohoo. So uh, what's going on in our travel worlds before we get into all of the, the goodness today? Yeah, it's been a crazy time. Let me tell you here, I'm still in Southern Africa. So I'm in Zambia right now i think it's been confusing because yesterday <laughs> flew to uh zimbabwe um to victoria falls zimbabwe and was trying to get connected for uh, a meeting with megan and other daily drop folk and was having a really hard time because zimbabwe is not uh in a good place just with in terms of infrastructure and stuff like that. So I was on the struggle bus and because I just traveled with one small backpack yesterday, decided to, while in the meeting, run across the border to Zambia, where apparently, uh, and I can verify this now, everything is way better than Zimbabwe. Just, you know, cell service exists, which is not a thing in Zimbabwe. Internet is widely available. Um, like the roads are better, everything's cheaper. It's easy to like get a taxi and stuff like that. So I did. Um, and I promise there's like a, a takeaway to this story, by the way, there's some actual travel content outside here, of us, just, just need to, like, all vent. visualizing. <laughs> and We're so all I, visualizing um, you sprinting across the border. Yeah. So getting across the border was actually significantly more involved than I had anticipated uh, because I didn't realize that there was this huge area between the countries that they called uh, no man's land, which is basically like you're in neither country and it's just a super sketchy walking path and super sketchy bridge, like hundreds of feet over this gorge. And it's just like overrun with baboons, just like really intense baboons, the size of like small humans just roaming freely that are apparently fine but <laughs> kind of scary and uh yeah so it was quite the endeavor and eventually i made it into zambia but as it turns out i could not go back into zimbabwe where my hotel was uh because of the visa that i have and so basically essentially long story short <laughs> i'm i have a hotel booked in zimbabwe but last night i got stuck in zambia thankfully uh, there is a Marriott hotel five minutes up the road from the border, which is where I am right now, uh, for 7,000 points a night, a, a Protea hotel, which like saved my butt yesterday. I knew about this hotel in advance, but I of course was not expecting to have to stay here yesterday. 
Um, but yeah, it's great. And just another example. I mean, that's why today we picked the topic of how to earn a million Marriott Bonvoy points because I love Marriott Bonvoy and they keep saving my butt. But also, as it turns out, Zambia is just like the better side of Victoria Falls anyways. And so today I was able to have the entire national park to myself on the Zambia side. It um, It's like the dry season, so it's a little less touristy, which is nice and way cheaper here. Um, and I'm having a great time. So, you know, a stressful day and what I thought was a, a big mistake turned out to actually be okay. But uh, so it's just been a hectic uh, part of the trip, I guess. That's that's what's going on with me. Baboons and, and uh, border crossings and the works. Yeah, just a casual Thursday, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, these days, the, for the last month or so, that's that's been a, a pretty normal Thursday. But what's going on with you, Megan? Any any monkeys or you know, anything like that going on? You know, sadly, I have no um, baboon and border crossing stories for you all. Uh, nothing quite as exciting. I did just receive my my global entry card in the mail, which is a very Ooh. exciting moment for me because I have had a card that would give me free global entry for years now uh and i just haven't done it until mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago when i did an interview on arrival so just to rewind for a moment on global entry i feel like the biggest pain point for people on global entry is the wait time for an interview it's oh, yeah. i know it's like up to four months in some places oh, for getting an it's interview it's like more than that now there are places where it's up to like 11 months it's crazy Right. Yes, it is a little, it's a little chaotic in its own way. Maybe not, um, you know, border crossing chaotic, but it's chaotic in its own way. But there are like 50 airports, U.S. and international, that you can do interview on arrival after you've gotten your conditional approval with global entry. And so I did that on my most recent trip. It was super easy. He didn't even ask me any questions, which I was preparing to be like interrogated. Uh, He just took my picture, uh, had me agree to some terms, did my fingerprints, and I was good to go. However, I did notice um, on my card I used my maiden name. So to be continued, if I'm going to be able to use this (laughs) card or or if I'll have to get a new one, I'll let you all know on that. (laughs) I'm really curious. Like, I feel like you should try it out. I feel like you need to take a trip just to try to see like if you can get by with having a, a different name like i feel like if you have some paperwork to back up why the name is different i could see it working just fine but i'm definitely definitely curious and hopefully you don't have to go through so the whole too. process again i you know i'll probably wait another like three or four years if i have to go through the whole process again <laughs> but <laughs> i do know with your passport you can bring paperwork with you so i feel like if you can do that with mm-hmm. your passport uh, then you should be able to do that with global entry. So to be continued, You'd think, all, but right? let's get into status matches. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. So as uh, I mean, the the talk of the town these days is Delta uh, basically shedding their elites by installing incredibly ridiculous, unrealistic requirements. Um, it's all everyone's talking about, including the other airlines who took this opportunity to uh, really stick it to Delta by offering free elite status to salty Delta flyers. 
Um, so if you have Delta Elite status, uh, even lower tier Elite status, and you want to jump ship, then uh, you can. And um, we'll tell you how. So the a couple of the airlines that are doing this are Alaska and JetBlue have come out with pretty sweet status matches. So basically, well, let's talk about what a status match is quickly. A status match is when you have elite status of some kind and another program wants to get your business. So they'll offer you free elite status for a period of time. Uh, so you can get to try out getting elite perks with their airline in the hope that you'll switch your allegiance to them after you realize how great having elite status with them is. And sometimes those come with um, like a status challenge component to it, which basically means you get elite status for a very short time. But in that short time, if you complete some requirements, you'll get to extend that elite status for longer. Now, we have two different ones here. The first one is Alaska. And Alaska actually right now does not have the status challenge component. So basically, they'll just give you elite status all through 2024 without you having to do anything. And again, this is if you have Delta elite status. And the tier of elite status you'll get with Alaska depends on which tier you have with Delta. But even their top tier status is available if you have like one of the top two tiers of Delta elite status. Um, and that is great because, like I said, normally you have to actually do some stuff to uh, uh, to maintain the status for, for that long. But you'll get over a year of elite status now with Alaska. So that's a great opportunity. If you, if you have Delta status, I would just do it anyways because it's just a really good opportunity, even if you don't really intend to fly Alaska that much because their elite status is valuable. Now, there is one caveat with the Alaska match, and that is that you need to have their co-branded credit card, uh, the Alaska Airlines co-branded credit card. Um, you have to either have it now or you can register for the status match and you'll get your status through 2024 as long as you apply and are approved for the card by the end of December of this year. So it's that's kind of a caveat um, and might hold some people back. But honestly, like for over a year of top tier elite status, especially if you're upset with these Delta changes, that could be a really small price to pay. So I, I think it's a great opportunity. Um, what's the other one, uh, Megan? Yeah, so the other one is JetBlue. And JetBlue, unlike Alaska, is capping how many people can get this status match. So they're capping it at either the first 30,000 Delta Elite members who apply or until October 31st, whichever one of those happens first. and. Similar to the Alaska status match, it's also tiers. So depending on what status you have with Delta correlates to what mosaic status you can get with JetBlue. And uh, with JetBlue, first of all, I feel like, Jet, so it's JetBlue Mosaic. And I feel like every time mm -hmm. I'm reading about JetBlue Mosaic and you earn tiles, I feel like I'm like <laughs> learning some like mystery game where I'm like <laughs> filling out a puzzle. <laughs> Airlines are like running out of terminology to use now. It's true. I feel like I'm reading like earn a tile and become mosaic three. And I'm like, oh, wow. It feels like I'm just like in some kind of fun game. Anyways, I digress. So this will be valid until December 30th, 2023, unless you meet some status challenge requirements that they have um, 
or having or opening a JetBlue Plus or business card by December 30th, which turns you a designated number of tiles. I just love it so much. Uh, <laughs> it's, so, it's hard to forget. Again, like they definitely, it's definitely catchy. It's solid branding. It really, really is. Um, so again, I feel like if you have Delta status, it's easy enough to match through the end of the year. So why not do it? I feel like when there's a status mm-hmm. match available, I that's just one of those easy wins that I feel like why not to do it, especially something with JetBlue that's capping it um, or has that deadline. Mm-hmm. Just go ahead and do it. Just go ahead and grab yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Because of the cap, I think it's definitely something you should hop on sooner than later. But also... <laughs> Like with the Alaska one, th- that one also, by the way, has a deadline of October 31st to register. And mm-hmm. um, so I guess normally with status matches and challenges, um, there is like a a set period where you get the status, like a shorter window. And so for those ones, normally you want to wait as long as you can to do the status match to give yourself the most time and ideally get some of the perks and benefits in that period, um, especially if you're not planning on extending that status but i love like JetBlue was throwing some serious shade at delta like they they didn't uh beat around the bush yeah. <laughs> with this one like they the the words they used are feeling blue about the changes to a once favorite loyalty program like they're very specifically calling out delta here and it's awesome like everyone's talking about delta so these airlines are like let's capitalize let's get some more flyers so i think delta is gonna regret what they've done um, and maybe already are (laughs) but you can read daily drop the newsletter uh where we talk about um some news that came out with delta and a little bit more details about these status matches so go go to dailydrop.com and look at the last couple of newsletters if you want to just dive a little deeper on that topic Yep, so good. I have to agree. JetBlue's marketing was on point. Love a good, catchy marketing phrase. So, so good. Oh, yeah. All right, let's talk Bonvoy points or yes. Marriott points. <laughs> Mar- okay, so before we started this recording, Megan taught me something that I didn't know that I, I don't really like. But apparently, we've all been saying Marriott or should I say Marriott, the wrong way. Uh, tell what's, what's going on, Megan? Just as a quick aside before we get into this topic, I feel, like, I feel like we need to address this. You sound mildly upset about it. So basically, <laughs> someone on our Daily Drop team had a family member start working for Marriott. And on the first day, they said the first thing we need to get out of the way is that you've been saying Marriott wrong your entire life. So it's actually Marriott, similar to Elliot, not Marriott. So there you go. We'll probably pronounce it both ways throughout this entire segment. I'm sticking with Marriott. I I think they're wrong. I, I disagree with their with their assessment of the word. You think their so. corporate headquarters is wrong? <laughs> yeah, I I just it's too deeply embedded in my in my being now to to change my ways. So I I really like when they told me this fact, I went over to the Marriott YouTube channel just to confirm and I was like, "Oh, they're really saying it that way." <laughs> I've oh, never okay. noticed. We've all just been saying Marriott. Huh. Well, 
fine. <laughs> Let's move on. Moving on. I, I you can tell I'm, I don't know. I just it makes too much sense to just call it Marriott. Um, but let's talk about how to turn you fine people into millionaires. That's right. We're going to teach you how to become a Bonvoy millionaire, a Marriott, a Marriott millionaire. And so the reason we wanted to sort of set it up this way is because I actually, and I'm going to prove this to you right now, Megan and anyone watching on, on YouTube, this is my Marriott Bonvoy account. And I have 946,000 Marriott points in my account right now. But I also have two free night awards. Oops, there we go. Two free night awards worth 75,000 points total, 140K and 135K. So I'm saying that I have a million Marriott points. That's how I'm, that's how I'm treating this situation. And I'm not just saying that to brag. But I'm saying that because we're going to tell you how you can get to 1 million Marriott points in one year. And before we jump into this, just a couple of, of notes that I want to share with you. Some ground rules, if you will. So the way we're talking about this is, uh, first of all, in two-player mode. So if you don't know like what two-player mode is, it's basically ways to travel hack, maximize credit cards and points and things like that with someone else in your household, maybe your spouse, maybe a family member, brother, sister, roommate, whatever. Um, we call it two-player mode. And so basically between two people, this is how you can earn collectively 1 million, uh, 1 million Marriott points. Um, the other thing is that we're treating free night awards as points. So if there's a way involved in this process to get, say, a 35,000 point free night certificate, for the purposes of this exercise, we're going to treat that as 35,000 points, even though, you know, it's not quite as flexible. Um, now, two other quick things. This is assuming that you're very invested in Marriott or you want to be very invested in Marriott. Obviously, uh, it takes a lot of effort to like, you have to focus your points accrual into Marriott to really achieve this. And so you're missing out on other opportunities with other points programs, other banks, other cards, etc. by doing this. But the payoff can also be really, really huge. And I'll tell you a couple of ways in which it can be huge at the end. And then finally, this is more of an exercise to just illustrate the many ways in which you can earn Marriott points. If you actually do this, you can definitely earn a million points. But we're not expecting people to to go out and do all of this step for step and earn a million points, but you can sort of pick and choose and get yourself pretty darn close to a million points if you play your cards right. So without further ado, what is the first way to rack up a whole bunch of Marriott points? Let's kick it off with one of my favorites, which is a sign-up bonus. This is just one of our all-time favorite ways to earn huge lump sums of points across the board, but with Marriott in particular. Uh, we're going to talk about the <laughs> Bevy card and the Boundless card specifically. So with the Bevy card, the sign-up bonus gives you a whopping 125,000 Bonvoy points. And the Boundless card gives you three free nights, which are worth 50k each. So we're sitting at 150,000 points. 
I it's mean, a lot of that right there, huge lump sum. Yeah, of we're walking towards a million, right? So huge lump sum of points just right there. And like Mike said, at the beginning, we're playing this in two-player mode. So that brings us to 550,000 points already off the bat. And we've just started. <laughs> yeah. And of course, like... ominous with that. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and with... with credit cards obviously if you just keep signing up for card after card after card like yeah everyone knows you can you know get to a million points pretty quickly and that's not our goal here like four cards and these are lower annual fee cards as well so we're not talking about the bonvoy brilliant that costs 700 dollars mm-hmm. a year we're talking about the boundless 95 dollars a year the bevy which is 250 dollars a year so you're definitely paying some out-of-pocket in annual fees but boom right off the bat with those you're at over half a million. But we don't want you to just sign up for those four cards out of the blue because there's another step you can do in the middle of that to get even more points. And that is referring each other to those cards. So this is the the glory of two-player mode, really. One person signs up for the Boundless card um, and gets a sign-up bonus. And then instead of the other person just signing up out of the blue for the same card, the first person can refer the second person to sign up for the boundless card and they'll get 40,000 Marriott points as a referral bonus. So now you got an extra 40,000 points. Uh, Then with the bevy card, um, which is with a different bank, that's with American express. Also same thing. One person will sign up for it, refer the second person to also sign up for it and get a 20,000 point referral bonus. So it's not quite as good, but you're getting 60,000 extra points, which is like a mini sign-up bonus, honestly, just from being strategic about referring each other, uh, just this two-player household referring each other to cards. But credit cards aren't the only thing you can refer people to. Because if you remember a few months ago, if you follow these kinds of things, Marriott introduced a referral program uh, to the Marriott Bonvoy program. So this has nothing to do with credit cards. It's just if basically signing up for a loyalty account with Marriott, right? If you refer somebody and they sign up for a Marriott account and then they complete a stay with Marriott, you'll get a 10,000 point referral bonus up to 50,000 points. So that's a pretty easy lift because referring people to, to credit cards is one thing like People are less inclined, but referring someone to a loyalty program, like go online, uh, you know, spend one minute getting getting a Marriott Bonvoy number and staying somewhere once ever is a pretty low lift. So we're going to be generous with this assumption here and say that both people in this exercise max out those referrals. 50,000 points each. That's five people each to sign up for Marriott Bonvoy and stay at a hotel. Um, which would rake in another 100,000 points. So now we've got the credit card signup offers, we've got the the first couple of referrals to each other, and we've got the program referral, and we are up to 710, I think, thousand. Yes, yes, that's right, math. Uh, 710,000 points. So we're getting there. We're at three quarters of a mil. Um, but we still got a long way to go. And now we're out of credit card signups and things like that. So what do we do next, Megan? Yeah. So from there, we can keep maxing on our referrals, right? And we're going to be uh, 
maybe maybe less generous than your last example. And we'll just say you just have one other friend that might be interested in signing up for a card. If you just have one other friend, you can send that referral link over. And let's say you're, we're playing in two-player mode, right? So each of you have one other friend that you can send over your referral link. Uh, and with the Chase referral link, that friend can sign up for any Marriott card in mm -hmm. the Chase family. You can do this up to five times each per year. But again, we're just we're keeping this on the, the minimal end for you. And if you just have one friend only in two player mode, now you're each getting 40,000 more points. So giving you bringing that total to 80,000 more points and bringing our grand total to 790,000. Is that where we were? 790,000 yep. more points? Yes. <laughs> I need a running total on the screen here. <laughs> yeah, yeah 790,000. And um, like Megan said, you can, if you have the Bonvoy Boundless card and refer somebody with that link, mm -hmm. they can sign up for the $0 a year Bonvoy Bold card, which is a great like entry level $0 low stress card, but you'll still get the 40,000 point referral bonus from the Boundless card. So a very low lift. Um, and I think most people, like if you're traveling and you have friends who, who like to travel, it's a pretty easy sell. Um, you know, if you know what you're doing with the credit cards to like mm -hmm. get somebody to sign up for a card that's going to offer them a lot of value and offer you some value in return. And if you want to get really saucy mm -hmm. with it, you can, you know, incentivize them further. Say like, hey, you should sign up for this card. I'll I'll pay for half your annual fee if you sign up with my link mm -hmm. and you try it out for a year. You'll get a ton of value from it. You'll get a big sign up bonus. You'll get nice perks. And it's only $45 out of your pocket for the first annual fee. And if you don't like it after one year, toss it in the trash. I don't care. Close it out. But like you have very little to lose for signing up. So essentially, you're buying 40,000 points for like 50 bucks. And that is a screaming deal, as as they say. Yeah. Um, and so like you can get creative with your friends. I do that all the time. I'm just like... I know you're going to love this and I know that you're going to get tons of value and I'll get a little bit of value. So I'll, I'll send you a few bucks to like make you feel better about it. And people That's like amazing. That. I did a live yesterday inside of the lounge on how to keep earning points. And one of the tips I said was to think outside the box, color outside the lines when it comes to like how you implement these strategies. And I think that's the perfect example of it. I've never mm -hmm. thought of that or heard of that. <laughs> that is such a cool hack. And for me, like referring other people, I usually just stick to like the two player, but every now and then just the easy lift on doing this is someone will ask me like how, you know, I know that you're good at travel hacking or whatever. How can I get a good deal on a hotel stay in X city? And this is such an easy way to just plant the seed of, oh, this is my favorite card. Here's why you can earn three free nights or whatever it is. Here's my referral link. So you can do this in really creative, cool ways like Mike just shared or just really light lift ways in normal conversation. Totally. And and to like go even further out of the box, something I do is I'll offer people like I'll I'll say like look, this is this is my thing. This is what I do. This is a great deal for you. Like, trust me, you're going to get tons of value. But if you're still like feeling weird about it, I will sit down with you for one hour and just like walk you through the benefits and tell you how to get value, give you some suggestions on it. So like you're confident too in the value that you're going to get. It's basically like, what can I trade so that they get a ton of value and feel good about it? I get a ton of value as well by getting a referral bonus. And 
it's like, if I offer a tiny bit of money or a tiny bit of my time, that can easily be like a, a really nice price to pay for the points. And they walk away from it feeling great. Like they, they're learning something from it. They're not just like taking my word for it, that it's like, oh, like, I know this is a good deal, but I don't know how to use it. It's like, I know this is a good deal. And now I have a, some good ideas of how to use it. So yeah, that's, that's the way to do it. But we're still only at 790,000 points. How else could we possibly earn more points? Well, as it turns out, there are plenty more ways. One of those ways is the Marriott and Uber partnership. So in case you don't know, you can link your Marriott Bonvoy account to your Uber account. You just go into the settings on Uber. You'll see a little Marriott um, Bonvoy account there. Uh, and you can link and earn Marriott points for Uber rides and even Uber Eats orders. And we won't get into like how many points you earn for what things. It's kind of complicated, but we're not even talking about that here because you can actually just get points for linking the accounts in the first place and linking your account to Uber travel in that account. And when you complete your first handful of rides after you link the accounts, you will get uh, a couple thousand bonus points per ride uh, for the first few rides, up to 21,000 points for one person if you do all of those steps. Um, so again, we're in two-player mode here. So if both of you do that, and again, this is assuming that you use Uber, Many people don't, and if you don't, like, you can throw this one out the window. You shouldn't like spend money on Uber if you're not normally doing it. But a lot of people use Uber. I use Uber all the time, but even abroad, because don't forget that like Uber works in I don't know how many countries, but many. Even here in Africa, and like Tanzania, Uber works. Kenya, Uber works. Uh, Uganda, Uber works. South Africa, Uber works. Egypt, Uber works. Like it's everywhere. Um, so there are lots of people who use Uber. Hopefully, you are. That's another 42,000 points, which takes us up to 832,000 points. We're getting there. We're getting close. But we still got more ways. Yeah, I was going to say, we still have more ways, if you can believe it. Uh, So speaking of linking up accounts, another uh, one of our favorite ways to link up accounts is with things like Dining Portals. And Marriott has their Eat Around Town program. And this is where you can link up your Marriott card. All you have to do is link it up one time, and then you go out to eat at the um, restaurants that are inside of the Eat Around Town Dining program, and you're earning points by doing that. And to make this even sweeter, they have a bonus where you earn 1000 on each each time you dine for the first 60 days, up to 6,000 points each. So now, again, still playing in two-player mode. Now you're adding an additional 12,000 points just for eating out, which let's not lie to ourselves. We know we're already going out to eat in the first place, right? Why not rack up some points on it? <laughs> oh, yeah. And even with all of this, I feel like even with all of these bonuses and things we've done so far, we still haven't talked about one of the most important ways to earn points. Which way is that? (laughs) Your spend. Just your normal spend on the cards. We haven't even talked about that yet. Yeah. So we, we told you that you should sign up for these cards, but 
you also need to use the cards. First of all, you need to spend on them to unlock the sign-up bonus in the first place. But also, if you're opening up these cards and shooting for a million Bonvoy points, it's probably because you like Marriott. The points are valuable to you, so spending on the cards is is worthwhile to you. And so things are going to get a tiny bit tedious now, so, so bear with me here. Um, spending on the cards. One of the cards requires $5,000 minimum spend to get the sign-up bonus. The other one requires $3,000. And again, this is with two people. But, you know, we're talking about this over the span of a year, right? This is like how to earn a million points over the course of a year. So it's not like you're doing that all at once. And so combined spend is $16,000 in your household over the course of a year, which is definitely, it's not like nothing, but that's like, less than $2,000 a month, like, what is it, like 15, not even $1,500 a month spend total um, to unlock that, which is reasonable for most people if you obviously devote probably a significant portion of all of your spending onto these cards. But still, that's what we're talking about here. So $16,000 of spend. Now, obviously, the points you earn depend on what you're spending money on. These cards all have different earning rates, Um, but the base earning rate for anything is two points per dollar, two Marriott points per dollar. That's just on uncategorized spend, no spending multipliers, no bonus categories, nothing. And that alone, let's just say you're just spending money on normal things um, that don't have any multipliers, so we're being conservative here, that's 32,000 points on the spend required just to meet the sign-up bonuses. But let's say that you also spend a night or two at Marriott hotels over the course of a year, which again, if you're going for this, you're probably somebody who stays at Marriott's and spends money at Marriott's. And so let's say in a, over the course of a year in your household, you spend $2,000 on Marriott hotels. And that's probably, let's just say like all of your travels, you stay at Marriott hotels, you spend $2,000. A lot of people spend that on one stay. I would never spend that on one stay. Um, <laughs> and a lot of people spend more than that over the year. Some people spend less. But again, if you're trying to be a Marriott millionaire, $2,000 on hotels over the course of a year is not not too unreasonable. And so from Marriott spend on those cards at a rate of $2,000, you're racking up another 12,000 points on that spend because of the multipliers on the cards, earning 6x at Marriott hotels. But there's more because you also earn points from being a Marriott member when you stay at those hotels. Uh, And because the bevy card gives you gold status, you earn even more points from being an elite member. And so from that same $2,000 spend, aside from the credit card spend uh, or the credit card points you earn, you'll earn another 25,000 points. Um, from being a Marriott Bonvoy member, earning 10x, and being a gold elite member, which is, again, a perk of the card, which gives you an additional 2.5x. Bear with me, all right? We're, we're getting through the weeds here. <laughs> um, so now we have 32,000 points from sign-up bonus spend, 12 points from Marriott Hotel credit card spend, 25 points um, from being a Marriott member and elite member, But there's also another perk of the Bonvoy Bevy card, which is an additional 1,000 points per stay on all of your paid Marriott stays, which is not a ton. It's not like a a great perk. But again, if you stay at Marriott hotels, 
it's a nice little chunk of change on the end. And so let's say that that $2,000 you spend on Marriott hotels is over at least four different hotel stays over the course of this year, which means with the bevy perk, you're earning an additional 4,000 points from that perk. And then let's say you also have spend on other categories to the tune of 18,000 points per year. And that is between 2x, uh, sorry, between 3x categories, um, like dining and stuff like that. Uh, so probably another roughly $6,000 of spend, which means in the end, it's still, uh, these estimates are still based on less than $2,000 a month of total spending if you, if you um, divert that spending to these Marriott cards. So not super unreasonable here. Um, and then there's another opportunity. So right now, Chase is offering spending bonuses on co-branded credit cards, including the Marriott cards. Um, and this is targeted, but there is a place where you can manually register for it. And Megan will put the link for this in the show notes. But basically, this is an opportunity to, if you have a Chase co-branded credit card, like the Bonvoy Boundless, which is one of the ones we're talking about, you can earn 5x on a whole bunch of different categories right now for a while. And so let's just say $1,000 of your spend in a year fits into one of those categories. And let's say that you end up being eligible for that bonus, another 5,000 points. So a pretty good mix here of like being conservative and also being somewhat generous with the fact that we're going to assume you're diverting all of your effort and all of your spending to really just maximize the number of Marriott points you earn. And so from all of that spending over the course of a year, you're earning an additional 96,000 Marriott Bonvoy points. How does that sound? Sounds amazing, right? I feel like when you say like, oh, we're going to earn a million points today, it sounds so out of reach. But when you break it down like this, it feels so like tangible and achievable, right? Totally. And and it takes work. Like, as you can see, <laughs> like, this is not just you sign up for a card and do whatever you feel like and you'll get a million points. This takes like effort. You need to like make sure you're putting the right spend on the right cards. You need to make sure you're using the right cards for the right Marriott stays. You need to be actually invested in Marriott as a program. You need to actually have some traveling that you're doing. Um, So it's not just, we're not saying this is easy or that this applies to everyone, but it's not too unreasonable if you're a like pretty normal household and if you're working together and putting all of your spending and all of your travel on Marriott and and on Marriott cards. But as great as all of that is, Megan, we're still only at 900 something thousand. I'm not going to calculate the exact number now, but it's like 900 something thousand. It's like 920 something thousand. So we still got a ways to go. And I feel like we've exhausted all of the methods to earn points. So what are we what do we do? But you know we haven't. Um, yeah, we <laughs> definitely we lost all sense. <laughs> I was saying you, the listeners, but I'm glad you know too, Mike. I'm just trying to just trying to tee you up. <laughs> so another favorite way to earn points is through promos, and Marriott definitely doesn't uh, doesn't skip out on the promos and has some some pretty exciting ones years uh, year round. 
recently they did their homes and villa promo, which of course Mike shared about in Daily Drop. Uh, and this happened just a few months ago, but it is a common promo that comes up throughout the year. Um, and all you had to do was book a three night stay through Marriott's homes and villas. And just by booking that three night stay, you would earn 40,000 points. So again, sticking into player mode, if each of you do that, that is another 80,000 points. Yeah, and and a couple of things there. It's you do have to like complete the the stay. You can't just like book it mm-hmm. and then get mm-hmm. the point, points. You but, do actually have to go stay there. But Marriott Homes and Villas, in case you don't know, is all over the world. So I've written in Daily Drop about examples in like Malaysia where you can book nights for like twenty five bucks a night or something like that. And I actually did a Homes and Villas promo last year in Athens, and I stayed at a place. This was when they required five a five night stay to get the bonus um but i stayed at a place in in downtown athens for like 40 bucks a night and was able to uh complete the stay and get the bonus points so there are really solid ways where you can use homes and villas which is basically by the way like airbnb ish it's like you're renting out uh like rental homes vacation homes stuff like that but it's partnered with marriott and this bonus doesn't even account for the fact that you also earn points per dollar spent on those stays as well so we're not even we're not even incorporating that into the equation, but you would earn more points. And a lot of the time with these homes and villas promos, you can do them multiple times as well. So if you have, like with this 40K example that we mentioned, you could do two three-night stays. Like one person could do two three-night stays and get 80,000 points. And you could both do that. So you could space out 12 nights of travel um, but over the course of four stays with this promo and rack up 160,000 points, um, which you could accomplish with like just a couple of reasonably length trips, reasonable length trips. So it's totally doable, but let's just say you each do that once. Let's just say a promo like that rolls around once a year, which it normally does. And you each do that once three nights, each six nights total, 80,000 extra points. I think think we're getting pretty close to the mill i think we might be over a mill i think we might be over a mill but we lost all sense of the we're not even total. done yet we'll we'll get the total we have the total so once we finish yeah, we'll, we have we'll, the total. we'll tell you the total <laughs> but i think at this point we're already over a mill so now this is just bonus yeah. bonus content okay uh because there are all kinds of other promos that promo that we mentioned is with marriott homes and villas but marriott itself has awesome promos. Like earlier this year and last year, they had a promo to get 1,000 bonus points per night on paid stays, per night, which is great. So if you stayed even 10 nights uh, during that promo period, which lasted months, uh, you'd get another 10,000 points. If you stayed 20 nights, you get another 20,000 points. Right now, there's a promo going on to earn 1,500 points per stay but then another 3000 points per, per three brands that you try or something like that. The bottom line is that there are promos going on all the time with Marriott and as long as you pay attention to them and register for them, we're going to assume here that you can rack up at least another 10,000 points a year. Uh, and that's total. We'll be super conservative here. Uh, realistically, you can probably do a lot better than that. But let's just say an extra 10,000 points for that. So, now we've finished all of the ways and our grand total is drum roll please 1 million and 40,000 marriott bonvoy points in one year by doing all of these things 
one million and forty thousand. So points. good. Yeah, and you know what? That's actually not even kind of everything because if you think about it. So one of the perks of the Boundless card is that every year you get a free knight certificate worth 35,000 points. Uh, that's after. That's not when you sign up for the card, but that's per year after you finish your first year. So if we're talking about like a one-year period here, then we can technically squeeze in the fact that at the end of that one-year period, you would each get another 35,000 point certificate because you each have the Boundless card. So we can toss another 70,000 points into the mix here. So now... Uh, we told you you'd become a, a millionaire, but I bet you never thought that you'd have 1.1 million points at the end of this year if you do all of these things. Um, but you can. And I like if you're watching on YouTube, I showed you on my phone, like I literally have 1 million Marriott Bonvoy points. I'm a Marriott fiend. It's definitely like my go-to program, but it really is. There just are tons and tons of ways to rack up Marriott Bonvoy points and we didn't even account for things like transfer points like can transfer points from Chase right now with a 50% bonus that's a good way to to boost up your balance like it's just crazy how easy it is um to to earn hundreds of thousands of Marriott points and just to like tell you why you might want to earn that many Marriott points it might seem ridiculous but a lot of Marriott hotels are super cheap like I've stayed at point uh, places on this trip that cost 4,000 points a night. I'm at a place right now that costs 7,000 points a night. So just imagine like that's hundreds and hundreds of, of nights um, if you if you play your cards right. But some places are also super expensive. Like if you go to the Maldives, um, it's going to cost you hundreds of thousands of points per night. And normally that's really hard to achieve. But if you have a million points, like you can stay at the Lim Meridian Maldives for 200,000 points for a five night stay in the Maldives, 200,000 points total. So you could do that five times if you have a million Bonvoy points. So even if you were talking about like, whether we're talking about the top end or the bottom end, having a million points can really like accomplish whatever your travel goals are multiple times over. Um, and I personally think that Marriott is just really valuable when you're traveling internationally. And if you have a million points, it can even be valuable domestically in the U.S. Yeah, it's I have I feel like it's another podcast, another uh, chance for me to now feel like I need to enter into a whole new uh, world of points. <laughs> Marriott <laughs> has evangelized not the good my... word of Marriott. <laughs> <laughs> they have not been my go to. I've always. I've been a Hyatt brand loyalist like since the beginning, but they are are one of the, if not the smallest uh, global footprint as far as hotel brands go, Uh, whereas Marriott, like you just pointed out, is everywhere. And Mm -hmm. so I don't know, I might have to become I might have to become a Marriott gal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, See, I'm in the exact opposite boat. Like I'm a, a Marriott boy through and through but Hyatt has actually like I've stayed at I think now 80 80 nights at Hyatt this year um it's like the first year that I've really dabbled with Hyatt at all because their footprint is getting better uh they're acquiring so many new hotel companies and hotel brands that it's actually like I've stayed at a lot of Hyatt's just on this trip in Africa and Asia and certainly Mm -hmm. in Europe and the U.S. they're they're everywhere so Hyatt is is really improving on like the one weakness they had, which was their mm-hmm. global footprint. So I'm definitely, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, 
torn between the two. Well, I'm not torn. I just do them both. <laughs> just go, go ham yeah. on both Marriott and Hyatt. I was going to say, don't now. Don't get me wrong. I'm not giving up Hyatt. Hyatt's not going anywhere. <laughs> There just might have to be yep. a little bit of a focus shift here. Uh, and I feel like the really great thing about this breakdown too, even as you were going through it, is even if you're like, I'm really just, I'm still not a Marriott fan. Like even going through all of that, I still don't have a desire to to sign up for a Marriott and like make that my focus. I feel like just the example alone in the breakdown just shows you like how you can get creative with earning points, stacking up points in a certain program, and how you can just really consider what is my goal and how can I stack up points to work towards that goal? A hundred percent. And that I think that I like using examples like this, like kind of making a game out of it. You know, like realistically, mm-hmm. most people listening are not going to earn a million Bonvoy points because they just don't want to. But a lot of people ask us like, okay, I got a credit card. I got a good sign up bonus used it for one thing and now it's gone. What do I do? <laughs> like I've run out of points. Am I just supposed to keep signing up for credit cards all the time? And I think this is a good example of how the sign up bonus aspect of a credit card accounts for only half, less than half in the end of mm-hmm. how we earned a million Bonvoy points. Like the majority of that million points was not earned from bonuses on the credit cards. It was earned from things like spend on the credit cards, but you can do that every single year. You don't need a, a new credit card to put spend creatively and strategically on cards to get free night awards, to do things like link your accounts and take rides, to take advantage of promotions, etc. So this is there are a lot of good examples here of how you can think outside the box and rack up significant points without needing sign up bonuses all the time. Yep. So good. Okay. Should we move on to our lounge question? I know we could keep going yes. on and on earning load boatloads of points. Um, which is kind of connected to our lounge question today. So Lonnie asks, Hello, I'm new here. Welcome to the lounge, which as always is linked up in our show notes if you want to come join us. Um, She continues to say, my husband and I have been collecting and using points to travel for years now, but we have just been willy-nilly about it. I am trying to be more intentional with our earning and redeeming, but I suffer from analysis paralysis, and this is becoming a giant time suck. I have spent my entire morning looking between multiple points platforms to book a single hotel stay. I have a hard time deciding what to use points for and what to pay for. Is there any guidance as to when to use points for, say, a hotel stay and when to pay for it and collect points instead? If the hotels of the area are particularly points expensive, for example, would you still use points or would you save them for when you can get a better value? That was a big question and a great (laughs) question. Yeah. I Mike, like are... can you start us off here? Yeah. I I like this question because I can totally relate to it because much like Lonnie, I also just sink so much time into trying to optimize um, my points and bookings and stuff like that. Sometimes a lot of the time, like to a fault, like I definitely overthink it a lot of the time because I'm always so focused on getting maximum value. Um, and the one thing I will say is that it's not a waste of time because as you do that, like, as you spend time searching through these programs and like making changes and trying to optimize, you're building a skill, which is that next time, like in the, 
in the future, when you need to book things, you're going to have so many good ideas of, of where to go because you've spent so much time searching through examples. So it's a, it's a skill that will have use down the road. And so I wouldn't think of it as, as wasting time, but I also think that I, I suffer from the same thing where like at the end of the day, it's not always that big of a deal. Um, like if you're getting a specific value for your points and things like that in my mind something i'm trying to get better at is that like if it just feels like a good deal then it's a good deal (laughs) Uh, you know i don't focus so much on like cents per per point anymore and things like that obviously i do think about it like if a hotel costs a hundred dollars a night but it costs like fifty thousand points a night or something like that then I'm definitely like, oh, that's a terrible value for my points. Like my points will be much better used. So I'm not saying don't think about it, but like I don't spend as much time anymore like crunching the numbers. And um, like I said, just trying to get better at like, I find something good, book it and just, you know, stop worrying about it. Enjoy the trip. Don't sweat it. That's yeah, it's tough. This has actually like been on my mind a lot, so I, I have a lot of feelings about it. But what are what are your thoughts on this, Megan? Yeah, I, I just completely agree with you. And I think one thing I maybe unintentionally do, it's definitely not something I have like a spreadsheet on or anything like that, but I just I create my own markers of like what I would be really excited to pay in cash for things in my Mm -hmm. mind so like similar to what you just said i see a hotel that's a hundred dollars a night like great depending on the area i'm probably pretty excited to pay that in cash uh and so i just kind of make these markers in my mind of like this is what i would be excited to pay for in cash anything under it is going to be an amazing deal that i would be excited to pay for in cash um so that's one way i kind of make markers and same Mm -hmm. as you i don't get caught up in the cent per point i've definitely booked things that aren't like these mind-blowing like eight cent ten cent sixteen cent per point um i booked it just because i wanted the experience and Mm -hmm. it felt like a good deal for me and so if it feels like a good deal for you uh book it if it's worth it to you it's worth it in the long run yeah totally and um I think there are more factors too than just the like the cash value versus point value. Like yeah. location comes into play a lot for me. Like I'm happy to pay extra in points or cash if like the location serves my purpose better or like convenience. Mm-hmm. Like I told you at the beginning of the pod last night, like the fact that there was a Marriott five minutes away from me when I was stuck in a country unexpectedly, like I would have paid four times the price in points that it was. Um, I'm glad I didn't, but like the, just like sometimes you're in a certain situation where, so it's super variable, but like Megan, so like for me, I have a budget for when I travel. I just like have a set budget yeah, and I will, it's like my comfortable travel budget, right? Like, it's not like I can spend that whole budget on travel and that's cool. And that's just like my budget for travel. I don't need to like try to save beyond the budget or anything like that. So if there's a hotel stay and the cash price fits into my budget, I'll pay cash for it. That's just like kind of my ground rule at this point, because something else to think about, and this is maybe like something that I'm trying to do less, but there's also like an opportunity 
cost of using points. So it's not just the points you're spending on the hotel. I guess this we're talking really hotel centric here, but I think that's what they were referring to in the question and kind of the topic of this podcast. So I'm going to stick with it. But like, in addition to spending points on the hotel, when you spend cash, you earn a lot of points from that cash spend and you get points from things like promotions. So when you use points, there's also the opportunity cost of not earning those other points. So it's almost like that is an extra points cost um, that like, depending on the situation, you could be missing out on quite a few points, which again, even if the cash rate is maybe a little higher than you want it to be, those things could definitely tip it in the other direction. So there's like a lot you could consider here, but I I like Megan's idea that like, there's just a, a price point that you're comfortable with. And if it's lower than that, awesome. If it's at that, cool. And if it's above that, use points for it. And I am, I treat it very similarly with like a more longer span travel budget. So maybe that helps, but uh, don't sweat it. And if you, you know, especially if you enjoy doing this kind of stuff, like it's fun booking travel sometimes. And like I said, you're building a, a skill as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like wrong to spend a lot of time doing these things necessarily. Yeah, I think you're so right. It's smart to do the research and to consider like bring that cost, um, uh, the value per point into the equation, into your research process, like consider how many points are you going to earn if you pay for cash, consider these things and then just ultimately make that call and remember you're, you're learning along the way. So I love it. So, such a good question. Yeah, thank you for that question, Lonnie. That was great. I think that brings us to the end of our our show today. <laughs> I think that's the I think that's the pod. We did it again, episode that's, two. And uh, in case you fun. forgot, everyone, you can uh, leave us a review and help us out. Give us some feedback. We now have an email set up, so if you have questions, feedback, comments, anything like that, if you want us to answer a question in a future episode, yep. you can email us at podcast at daily drop dot com and we will uh make sure we see it uh you can also find us at www.dailydrop.com if you want to subscribe to the newsletter five days a week five minutes a day nice and easy and we'll have a link in the show notes to our facebook community the daily drop lounge where megan and about thirty-five thousand other awesome travelers hang out all the time and you can also ask questions there meet new people learn new travel things it's a lot of fun and you can find us on pretty much any social media platform at Daily Drop. So we hope to see you there. Yeah. And Until next again time, friends. In. Happy travel hacking. Bye.